Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hunter McDevitt, Freisano scores! Osterdock, Marchand, he'll drag it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another FHP episode. I'm your host, Antonio Capos, alongside co-host Owen Hamilton and lead analyst Ben Rutledge. How are you guys going today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I just have a genuine question. Since when did Owen's name start getting announced before? Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say that. that. That's my only question. Since, since I feel like co-host, then lead analyst. Just... Ooh, so we're building it up. It's you at the bottom and then me and then Ben. All right. Exactly. The most important at the bottom. The base is the most important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I go first. No, base is at the bottom. Yeah. It's, it's a compliment and you ducked it. But anyways... You put the base first, then you put the middle. Then okay, put- let's just move on. Anyway, anyway, NHL All Star, <laughs> NHL All Stars have officially been announced, and whether or not you like the system of every player deserves, every team deserves one player. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon voiced his opinion on that, saying he believes it's it should just be a best on best competition, best ten players in each division make it. Um, but regardless, these are the teams. So for the Metro, it's Aho from the Hurricanes, Giroux from the Flyers, Hughes from the Devils, Kreider from the Rangers, Ovechkin from the Capitals, Fox from the Rangers as well, Pelic from the Islanders, Warensky from Sorry, the Jackets. Did you New say Jackets. from the Rangers as well, Pelic? No, from the Rangers as well, Fox. Oh, okay. From the Islanders, Pelic from the Blue Jackets, Warensky from the Hurricanes as well, Anderson, and from the Penguins, Tristan Jari. For the Atlantic Sens have Batherson, the Bruins have Bergeron, the um, Panthers have Huberto, the Flyers, or not the Flyers, the Red Wings have Larkin, the Leafs have Matthews, the Canadians have Suzuki, the Sabres have Dalene, Lightning have Hedman and Vasilevsky, and the Leafs also have Campbell. For the Pacific, it is uh, Dreisaitl for the Oilers, Eberle for the Kraken, Goudreau for the Flames, Kempe for the Kings, McDavid as well for the Oilers, Mir for the Sharks, Stone and Petrangelo for the Gold Knights, Gibson for the Ducks, and Demko for the Canucks. And finally, in the um, Central, it is Connor for the Jets, Debrinkit for the Blackhawks, 
Kaprizov for the Wild, Keller for the Coyotes, Cairo for the Blues, McKinnon for the Avs, Pavelski for the um, Stars, Makar for the the Avs as well, Soros for the Preds, and Talbot for the Wild. Can I say something before we move on here? Yeah. How is Brad Marchand not in your All-Star game? He's the second best left winger in the NHL. And he's top 10 in points. What are you doing? NHL, come on. Like, I know it's the, the fan vote, but he got, like, brutally, like, destroyed in this. Like, he's not even a next, like, a next. Because he's a rat. Because uh, unless you're a Bruins fan, you hate him. I, I really don't care, though. They need to be able to overrule this because, like, look at this guy. You can't have a top 10 player in the league not even make top They, should, they should do, like, the Zaza Pachulia rule. Remember that one all-star game and like they, everyone was voting for Zaza Pachulia to be an all-star? They did that. that was in the NHL. They changed it. They had the John Scott rule. They voted in John Scott, who was a guy who just fought, and that was entirely it. And he was an all-star captain. He was <laughs> voted an all-star captain. And so they, they, cha- they changed it so that if it's something ridiculous like that happened. But, I mean, I do think Marshawn missing is a crime, and that's why I also think that the whole all-star thing is a, as a whole is kind of a joke. Like, I, I really like the all-star skills competition especially, but I just think as a whole they need to change the process. I think that the, the, the voting, like the fans should vote who goes in, but if, like, like the I league should also have a say. I think the league should I, also have a personally, say. I think the way it should go is it should be two rounds. Each picks half, the fans pick half, and then the actual like NHL like staff votes on half. half. Exactly. Yeah. And it should it shouldn't be one player team. It should be just the best. Like you pick the best 10 people who you think should make it from the Atlantic division mm-hmm. with a max of say three a team. So if someone can't pick 10 Leafs, or no, there's a certain amount of nominees, and that's who you can pick from the nominees. Yeah. Say there's there's Say there's, well, that, two, like, say there's say there's 25 players nominated from the Atlantic. You can choose 11 from there. Yeah. Two, two, two goalies, three defensemen, six forwards. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. I, with that's, that. that, that's how I either, think it actually, Either done. way, they, they need to fix their system because it's so bad yeah, right now. It's sure. just. It's not really like. You, you can just be an all-star because of the situation you're in. Like, you're on a team where you like have to be like, like, for example, like Clayton like, Keller or uh, the Nick Suzuki or, like, those guys aren't – Claude Giroux. Like, look, those guys aren't all – those guys aren't the top they're, they're not. They're not better than Brad Marshall. They're, they're not top 40 players in the NHL this year. Yeah, like – And not even can close. I, can I ask you something? How's Adrian Kempe, a left winger, by the way, in the all-star game and not Brad Marshawn. Exactly. Cause of the team thing. It's, it's ridiculous, I think. But anyway, now that you you've heard our stance on the voting as a whole, let's move on to our personal teams. So I'll tell you my changes. Then Antonio, you'll come, come up with your changes. So the changes that I would make is I would sub, I wouldn't change the Metro. I think as far as the voting rules are that, that that's fine for me for the Atlantic out of Marshawn over Bergeron for, and for, for um, the Sabres, I would have Tage Thompson over Darlene. Thompson's had a very good season. And again, if you're choosing based on best players, he's deserved it the most. Um, in the Central, I have made one change. I have Hints over Pavelski. Ooh. And in the Pacific, I have McCann over Eberly and Doughty over Kempe. All right, we have some similarities there. I didn't change the Metro either. I also subbed in Marshawn for Bergeron because much as I appreciate Bergeron, 
Marshawn is just, he has to make it. Um, also, I changed Tarasenko in for Jordan Cairo um, because on the year, I believe that he's been putting a showing up with a better season. And even though Cairo's kind of come out of no, nowhere and done this, like even though he's shown flashes in the previous years, I still think Tarasenko is a better player and more skilled um, and deserving of an all-star game appearance. And then I agreed with you on Drew Doughty um, being changed in for uh, Kempe. And then we also have our next next man, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, last selected. man in. Yeah, the last man in ballot, I think is what it's and, called. Yeah, and I think that we both we both have Zibanejad for the Metro. I have McAvoy for um, the Atlantic. Country. And I, we yeah, both, yeah. yeah. We to be honest, we're the exact same. We both we have Zabanajad for the Metro, Kadri for the Central, and Miller for the Pacific. The only spot we're different is Antonio's McAvoy for the the um Atlantic and I have Tavares. So I mean, shocker there. A bit of bias there, but I think both are deserving all stars if we're honest. Both are all stars. Whether or not they get voted in actually or not, they both are. Hey, if, but, they in, if they are in NHL twenty twenty two, then they better be in the real life. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Mike Smith making the All Star game. Yes, that makes it too much. Uh, sense. Gerard's an All Star. We all know. No, no, no. TJ Oshi, that's our guy. Is he even? Yeah, he's a star. Okay, I don't want to get into that because I have a rant of how the heck Nylander and Tavares aren't X factors in that game. But anyway, um, now moving on to this week's injury report. Um, first, we have Kirill Kaprizov, despite uh, having a scary injury, did return tonight. We're recording this Friday, January 14th. The pair of he assists, re- too. He ret- yeah, he did have a pair of assists return tonight. Seth Jones, Philip Forsberg, and Brian Rust have been added to the COVID list. They're out this weekend. Eichel returned to practice this week. Good news. Still hoping for an end of February return. Bowen Byram is still, uh... is still dealing with concussion problems. He it's just really heartbreaking to see there's a statement released that he debated retiring from hockey in the summer. Tough to see from one of the young, ideally future of the league players for the NHL and for the abs and, and, and for Canadians as a whole, it's really heartbreaking to see, to be honest. And I hope that he's able to kind of manage it like Sid did, like Sid had those concussion issues because he has a very bright future of him. If he's able to find a way to manage these concussion syndromes, and finally, Jared Spurgeon is hopeful to return um, either Saturday or early next week. That'll conclude the injury report. Not too many major injuries to report this week, but with that, it'll send o- us over to Antonio for the Saturday preview. All right. So I know we got to you a bit late last week on our scheduling, so we're going to make sure that we have this out Saturday. So uh, player teams to watch this week. Um, teams that are only playing two games. We have the Anaheim Ducks. We have the Calgary Flames, the Oilers, and then fine. Uh, finally, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Vegas Golden Knights. Everybody else is playing either three or four games, um, which is pretty solid. Just watch out. There's a lot of teams playing back-to-back games this week. Um, I think almost every team that's playing three games has a back-to-back in there. Um, the Islanders have two back-to-backs this week. So just watch yeah, they, their players. Might they've they've played like one game in the last two weeks. <laughs> like they have a lot to make up. So yeah, the backups can be used there a couple times. Um, 
And then aside from that, I think that uh, in terms of like key matchups, I think that you're probably not starting John Gibson this week at all because he's playing the abs and the lightning. Um, and you're probably starting both the abs and lightning goalies as they're playing the ducks. Um, but yeah, that's probably going to be everything for the weekly schedule this week. Uh, just helps. a quick update. We will be getting you guys out a Tuesday episode this week. So you, you, will get a kind of another preview of the schedule after only kind of day, maybe two, depending on when you listen to it, but we'll get, we'll be getting you guys out another Tuesday episode um, as well as our normal Saturday one. And then, another Tuesday episode and then Saturday and then I'll be back to just Saturday as we're still wrapping up quarantine here in Canada. Love you, Dougie. Um, but with that, you know, Antonio, there's lots of games going on across the NHL and oh, NBA. Yeah. The NFL playoffs start tomorrow. Full bills against New England Patriots. And you know where I'm going to be betting that? I'm going to bet on that on my bookie. You can use promo code HockeyPucks and double your very first deposit up to $1,000. You can use eCoins. You can use cold hard cash. Actually, you can't use cold hard cash, but you can use eCoins. You can use credit card, debit card, Visa card, MasterCard, accepts all of them. Double your first deposit using promo code HockeyPucks. Enjoy betting on your favorite teams, players, NFL games. Take the Bills money line. They're going to be winning it tomorrow. Um <laughs> But yeah, you know, you know who I'm betting on, guys. David Pasternak, like he he's back. What exactly? The over on goals or what? Yeah, over on goals every day. I it, I wouldn't bet on his over on goals from the start of the season at this point, but I bet on his his kind of like updated goal projection. I'm talking per game. This man had a hat trick last game. Game before that, he had two goals. Game before that, he had a hat trick. Are you mentioning him in your buy, uh, like sell high or anything like that? Or it no. finally paid off. It finally paid off. We had him at like three straight weeks as a buy low. <laughs> I told you he was going to go off eventually. Maybe Elias Pettersson will join him sometime. Anyway, I called the most important thing: use promo code Hockey Pucks. Double your first deposit up to thousand dollars using my bookie. All right, Antonio. I now, believe I believe we are going somewhere else. Yeah, now we're going to the Ozone with Owen Hamilton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ozone. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Antonio. This is something I've been wanting to bring up for a while, but the Avs right now are on a 13-game home winning streak. Finally looking like that team that they were supposed to be. It's just apparent that they're not going to do too much unless they actually get better goaltending or maybe get a better defender or get more depth at defense. Really hoping for some sort of blockbuster trade with the Avalanche to push them over the edge. Uh, but yeah, Aisha Vizeron made history for the Kings. She was the first woman to serve behind an NHL bench. She was the head trainer for an NHL team who got called up. You want to guess why? Because of beloved COVID protocols. But for once, helps us take a step forward instead of a step backwards. Speaking of that sort of concept, Willie O'Ree will have his number retired on Tuesday by the Boston Bruins. His number, of course, is number 22. That's a great thing we all get to experience. And on to our NHL.com rankings. So we have the top 10 most valuable fantasy teams and their players that they maybe have worth adding. Moving up to number one from number two, they have the Florida Panthers. Uh, they have a whopping 12 players in the NHL's uh, top 200. They say consider adding Anton Lundell and Gustav Forsling. 
Moving down to number two from number one, it's the Colorado Avalanche, who have 11 in the top 200. They say consider adding Pavel Francouz and Nicolas Abe Kubel. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Definitely say that, said that name wrong. I'm sorry. Down to three Tampa Bay Lightning. They're staying here. They got nine players in the top two under. They say consider adding Mikhail Sergachev. Number four, we got the St. Louis Blues moving up from five. They have 12 players in the top 200. A lot of depth there. And they say consider adding Ville Husso. And number five, moving down is the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they got seven players in the top 200. And they say consider adding Brady Skier. And uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, also the same. Minnesota Wild, also the same at six and seven. Vegas has seven players in the top 200. They don't actually consider you really add anyone. They think everyone that's on that team is already fantasy relevant. Minnesota Wild staying here. They got uh, 11 people in the top 200. They do think you should add uh, Kapo Kakonen and uh, Matt Boldy. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, actually going up to eight from nine. Kind of low, but it makes sense. Not a, not a crazy amount of depth for fantasy. But uh, they do have nine players in the top 200. They say you should consider adding Alexander, Alexander Kerfoot, and uh, Ilya Mikheyev. Number nine, they got the Penguins moving up to moving up to nine from ten. They only have seven in the top 200, but they do think you should consider adding uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Jeff Carter. And number ten, moving up four slots from 14 to 10, they have the Boston Bruins with eight players in the top 200. They think you should add Tuka Rask and Eric Howla. That is going to conclude the Ozone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll throw it back to Antonio Bannon-Owen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back from the Ozone. Owen, what a great job with that. I'm just going to say that was, that was one of the better ones that we've had so far. I uh, really enjoyed listening to it. So now I think I think we're going on to your next section here. So uh, you want to introduce it? Ladies and gentlemen, the fan favorite segment, actually. Make or break takes. Uh, I think, Ben, I, we can't see you. Uh, you can't see us right now, but just imagine the smile that will come on his face as I say this. Are the Canadians the worst team in hockey? Yes. You know, on paper, they're not. It's that simple. On paper, they're not. But to be honest, with the way that they're playing, the success that they have, they are the worst team in hockey. And hey, can I say a couple things? Yeah. They're the worst and most disappointing team in hockey. Oh, oh easily most disappointing. Easily. How seven, months go, ago, seven months how ago. How do you go team- from the finals to the like arguably worst team in the in hockey? Seven, seven, seven months ago, this team was three wins away from an, a Stanley Cup, and here they sit now discussing whether or not they're the worst team in hockey. They're in full rebuild mode. They're getting rid of Carey Price. Weber's retired. What a change of events. I know that. I mean, I hate the Canadians, but 
No, that's all actually all I have to say. They're the worst team in <laughs> hockey. I, I don't care. The Canadians, I, they suck. Remember, remember when everybody was saying who won the Weber Subban trade, but now they're both irrelevant. <laughs> now Subban, Subban's going to sign like a one year, one million dollar deal, and Weber's going to be retired from the NHL. Mm-hmm. And in their last two years, they have both been irrelevant to their teams. Mm-hmm. That was a rel- I feel like, to be honest, that was a relatively quick one. Canadians definitely are. Yeah, an overall y- unanimous decision. The next one we got, the Golden Knights are going to be the best team in hockey when Eichel returns. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. I and agree. I'll talk about it really quickly. If you say the Boston Bruins. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, okay? First of all, you be, okay, I'm, I'm comparing to the Boston Bruins. Oh, of course. With, when your team brings in a lot of like new players, it's going to take a little bit of time to gel. So I don't think, although I think that they're going to be a good team when, they initially, when he initially comes in the lineup, He's, they're not going to have enough chemistry for them to be the best team in hockey. However, I do believe they have the potential to be the best team in hockey, but until I see something from them, especially the state of Eichel, I still think he's going to be affected by that neck injury because that's pretty serious. Um, but until that happens, I'm not calling them the best team in hockey. I think they're going to be the best team in hockey because what you also don't understand is that for a guy like Eichel, he's already played tons of games with Pacioretty in like he played with Petretti in the the World Cup of Hockey. He played with Petretti. That was like three years ago. But what you also don't understand is that these players train together. Like for example, Matthews and McDavid train together in the off season before the fifty six game season. Like these players know each other well, and it's easier for superstars to gel than it is for third liners to gel because the superstars are just so much better than everyone that that it's easy like they just when they're playing with equally good people assuming they go Ico Patretti Stone which in my opinion makes the most sense that's going to be the best line in hockey no doubt you can't argue that and they're going to be one of the most dangerous teams because they know how to win they're a good team on paper they're still relatively physical they're very good defensively and they've solved their main issue which is center depth and as well as center scoring production so i think that they're definitely going to be the team to beat in the west i i can't say if they're in the East, they would necessarily be the team to beat, but they will be the team to beat in the West for sure, and probably the team to beat as a whole. Antonio, I see a playoffs. A very, see, like, very interesting look on your face. I still think the Avalanche are better. I still do. Because if you think about it, but the, the Avs don't have, Avs don't have the goaltending. Oh Avs don't have the goaltending. They don't. Boy, is that true. The Avs don't have the goaltending, and the Avs okay. give up way too many goals. The Avs don't have the D or goaltending to match Vegas. They might have a bit more high power on offense, but with Eichel added to Patretti and Stone, which is pro- which is equal, if not better, than McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis Cog. On offense, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis Cog blows them out of the water still. Really? You're really going to yes. say that? Yes, I still will. But we don't, Eichel, we don't know if he's going to be a top 10 okay, but, when he comes back. Tony, but also Mark what you don't understand exactly is that the Avs can't defend. Mark Stone, oh. Mark Stone's a two-way forward. Mark Stone is very offensive. Mark Stone is average, has two points per game through 18 games this year. I feel like that's not 100% true. Look it up. Okay, I'll check. The he might Stone's not be exactly right two points per game, but he is. he has a ton of points. And he's there, like he's really good. And Patchetti is like goal per game through like 15. Mark Stone games. has 25 points in 22 games. That is not nearly two points per game. It might be Patchetti who I was thinking of. Look up Patchetti's stats. Yeah, Patchetti's offensive, not Mark Stone. Mark, Mark Stone Stone's is a two-way forward. 
And Tony, you really are going to argue with me that Mark Stone isn't offensive. Patch Reddy has 21 points in 16 games. Still. And he has 12 goals. Yeah. I still think that Vegas is going to be the best team because the Colorado has a very similar problem the Leafs did two years ago. Colorado can't defend. Like Colorado gives up. Colorado wins game 6-5, and that's not even a lie. Owen can attest to that. And just go check their previous scores. Every game's at least like 4-3. I've been noticing, even uh, during this win streak, how frequently we go down early and then have to mount some sort of comeback. Well, I'm projecting that they're going to probably trade for some sort of better goalie during the during the trade deadline. But the problem is, is that like, there's only really two who've been discussed even moving and that's price mm-hmm. and flurry and flurry has been atrocious this year. That's and price true. hasn't played. I would still. It depends on price. Closing on arguments. Price, honestly, I still think that you can't call the golden Knights of the best team in hockey. yet, considering I don't st- like as of right now, yes, they're a top five team. I don't think they're a top. But five end team. end of season with Eichel, everything's gelled together. Are they the best team in hockey? Yes, I don't think so. Okay, we'll uh, leave it there. I think we you both said your piece. Uh, I don't really understand this, but uh, I'll just ex- okay. I'll yeah, just yeah, explain you, you it. This. All right, so Antonio, Antonio. So you know how the NFL does like first team All Pro and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we were doing first team all fantasy, do you agree with this? Left wing for, for so far this season. Yeah. Left wing Ovechkin, center McDavid, right wing Rantanen, defense are Fox and Makar, goaltender is Campbell. No. What do you Ooh. disagree with? The left winger. I knew oh, you were going to say that. You seriously? This, this <laughs> oh my bias. God. This is okay. biased. This is 100 percent biased, Antonio. Points per game, Marshawn has more is a, at a higher pace. Antonio, Antonio, what, what wins? And Antonio, what wins to me. fantasy? Listen to me. <laughs> Antonio, to me. shut up. Listen shut up. Me. Antonio, listen what wins me. fantasy? Listen to, me. listen to me. Listen to me. The scouts have been calling Marshawn the dangerous player in hockey currently. The dangerous player. Whoop de do. What do you mean whoop de do? The this dangerous the player, the, the dangerous, most player. dangerous player currently. You didn't say hockey. most. You didn't <laughs> you just say said most. The dangerous player. <laughs> dangerous. That's not the a word. dangerous. <laughs> Antonio, oh Antonio, God. Antonio, fantasy points wins weeks, and Ovechkin leads the entire league in fantasy points and bang, Bangos points scoring. He covers all categories and categories okay. leagues. He's third in the league in he's points. He's also played eight more games than Marshall. I feel like aside from McDavid, he's the biggest no-brainer. Yeah, he is. Antonio, uh, he there's has, really no argument. Antonio, Antonio, sure, he's played eight more games, but up to this point, he has a lot more points than Marshawn does. Eleven fantasy points. Eleven more points in hockey plus the fantasy points. Yeah, this what? is fantasy, by the way. Antonio, whether or not he's played eight more games or not, he still has more fantasy points and therefore saying, has been Marshawn, the best left winger. Marshawn has been red hot recently. I'm just saying. But Matthews has been red hot, and I'm not trying to argue Matthews over McDavid for the yeah, first time. He's not fantasy. been doing better than McDavid. He's been red yeah. hot and still been worse than McDavid. And look, Antonio, go look. It's literally very close. Well, McDavid's been out, so. But that's the same argument for Marshawn is that. And anyway, then that's a stupid argument because it's this far. 
Exactly. Anyway, Antonio, there's really no argument there for you. You kind of lost this. I think. <laughs> I, I think. Mean, oh, nine. your opinion. I'm just saying. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to the next segment. Right. We're. I think we're out of we're out of things to talk about here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know when we're playing this sound, but we're on to the panic room. All right, Ben. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to uh, commence? I'll start. So my first player. Can't believe I'm saying this, but we're moving back to the Golden Knights. This generally does not end well for us going back to an argument for the second time in the podcast. But Max Pacioretty, he he's on fire, no doubt. Why but is he a panic room player? Because he's been hurt now twice this season. He has a history of injuries. Like he, he broke his neck because of Chara, dirty play. Um <laughs> But he now underwent wrist surgery. A player, unless their name is Austin Matthews, a player returning from his wrist surgery midseason never goes well. And is that I know he's going to be playing with Eichel when he returns, but is this going to affect his value? And is there any panic level from you? I think if my panic level is at about two, unless for some reason uh, a couple things have to happen for him to become worse than what he's at right now. First of all, they don't put that line together that we were talking about. Second of all, they don't gel. Or third, there's three options, actually. <laughs> Eichel this isn't who we think he is anymore. He so you, you, think that, you think that you're only worried that his projection isn't going to stay think high gonna... and not, not, not related to him, only related to peripherals around him? I think what's, what's going to happen is I think that if he if Eichel wasn't going to be coming, his point production would go down. Antonio, but what you don't understand listen, is he, listen, Antonio, listen, he listen, was point listen, per listen game. He was point per game in top five in goals with Chandler Stevenson as his center last year. Yes, but what you don't understand is I'm saying, I think Pacioretty, his point production would go up if I if he didn't have the surgery and Eichel came in as the top ten center we know him to be. I'm saying now that he's had this wrist injury. Those should cancel, and so he should just stay on the same pace he's on, which is about point per game. I don't think it works out like that. I think that he might pick up more assists, but I think his goal scoring will drop off dramatically. And to be honest, personally, I would be very worried. He's 33. He's had two injuries this year. He had an, he had two wrists. He had a wrist injury, held him out, came back, played two games or three games, and then left again. So what's your panic level? My panic level is about about an eight. Personally, Ooh, like I'm wow. like, I'm really nervous for him coming back. And I, I like if I, I don't own him in any leagues, but if I did, I'd pretty much be must sell right now. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, my, my, uh, my first panic room player is uh, Max Domi. Okay. Now, there's a couple things I want to, I swear you have the most random people on this. How? He's not playing well, and we expected him to be a decent player. I guess, but he was like very fringe value. He eight goals, eight assists in 25, in 25 games for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Rumors said he's going to get traded pretty soon. Yeah, I think he will. Which is majorly why I brought him onto this, this panic room. To be honest, my panic level, if he doesn't go, is like about a three. Like Maybe I'd still be a bit worried that he's... He's not performing, but to be honest, if you have to drop him, 
if you drafted him, you didn't spend that much capital on him, and likely you added him on waivers when he broke his ribs. So likely either dropping a player you already added on waivers or you hold him, he gets traded, and he suddenly booms. And so I think that's best-case scenario, but I think really if you end up having to drop him, it's not that big of a loss. It's not like someone really busted that hard for you. So that's why my panic level isn't that that high. (laughs) All right. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. I mean, you know, it's rumored he comes at the Bruins. If he plays with Pasternak. Everyone's rumored to come to the Bruins, Antonio, yet you guys seem to never bring in anyone other than Hall. I swear to God, Sweeney, like any blockbuster rumor. I'm just going to point out that every blockbuster rumor around the Leafs, Dubas has come through on. And that's why you have three players with $10 million or more. I mean, but if you genuinely don't think, if you genuinely don't think that Matthews and Matthews deserves it and Tavares deserves it, the only one you can maybe argue is Marner, but Matthews easily, Matthews is pretty much underpaid at this point. Tavares does not deserve $12 million. He's not making 12. He's making 11. And in fairness, it's all, there's always a free agency tax that you have to pay to get a player to come. But I don't, Antonio, the Leafs got their captain for seven years who hasn't gone under point per game in his career as a Leaf. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'd pay that much for that. I'd pay that much for a... I feel like we're drifting away from what who you were talking about. We are. We really are. But anyway, moving back. Moving back. So my next panic room player, I'm not even going to tell you the stats because they're really irrelevant to this. Ooh. Linus Allmark. I would like I to hear what you have to say. Tuka Rask has returned. Tuka Rask has returned. Can I say something? And yeah, his, go ahead. His, his job's gone. I was expecting Rask to look shaky in that. This is coming from a Rune fan. I was watching the game against the. <laughs> so there's Flyers. a little bit of bias. No, what but I, I, I know Rask and I know Allmark. I've watched the most games of these two goals. I should know the most. Mm. Right, Rask. I was expecting to look shaky, but the whole time the commentators were mentioning this too. He looked very calm in that. He had a shutout through two periods. You know, he was very solid in that. Um, and you know, like the final score of three. Who do they play? Didn't reflect how well he played. Really, the, the Flyers. Flyers. They're not a great team, but he's still really solid in that. And the only two goals he let in. One was on a breakaway, and the other was on a miss, like a bad read by Carlo in front. 
coming from a leaf fan here the only thing that you can say is yes there's a counter argument to this yes he looked really well in his first game but how is he going to look getting back into the grind of the nhl season at what is he what is he 36 years old he's 33 buddy Oh, oh I had no idea. I, I was genuinely just bad. guessing. I had no idea. But how is he going to look getting back into the grind of the NHL? Can he handle the workload of the well on pace for work- sixty game starter? Can he handle that workload, Antonio? He was. Has he dealt working, with injuries the last two seasons? He's been working out every day, or, or so he says. It's in his rehab coming back because he really wants. Yeah, to but re- but rehab workouts are different than actual workouts. Yes, rehab, rehab workouts are just strengthening the area of injury, whereas actual workouts is looking to improve overall strength. Right, but that's why we kept him out for so long, and that's when we we have we signed him to the tryout. He's been trying trying like practicing with the team for a couple months now, and now we decide it's the right time to bring him and up. I trust. He's, I hey, trust if, he, if he returns he to his through. former self, like he's a top ten goalie, no doubt. But the only thing and top 10 for fantasy as well. But the only thing that I'm saying is I would still be for all Mark, his value's gone. Like I agree with that, but I wouldn't drop him yet because I still think at absolute worst, they're going to go to a tandem for the first for Rask's first 15 games or so. Yeah. And then, then you'll see, and then you'll have a better taste of how Rask's doing, how all if they're both doing well, they'll just continue it. If one's doing better than the other, they'll go to the other. So for all I wouldn't drop him just yet for Rask. I wouldn't drop him either. To be honest at this point, they're both holds and Swayman's a drop. Oof. Unless you're in dynasty, and then you put him in your you just reserves. put him in your my, your reserves, yeah. All right, oh, Antonio, your second panic room player. My my second one is a guy that I feel like he's on a team where players just kind of take turns doing things, and this year they just haven't taken turns. Uh, it's it's Anders Lee, captain of the New York Islanders. He has ten goals and and two assists in twenty five games. So if you'd asked me this about two weeks ago, I would have called him a drop. But mm-hmm. to be honest, with the break that they've had, they've like they've had a long enough break that it's genuine like or lack of games. Like they played a couple games, but they've had such a long layoff of games that I would almost consider it a reset of their season. And so any fringe Islanders players you had before, I unless you've already dropped them, but I would look to go add some of the Islanders players, such as such as Lee, such as Barzell, such as well, Dobson you should already be owning, but such as Savarlamov, such as Sorokin, like any of those Islanders players who were dropped, I would look to add. And I'm not saying that they're gonna do that well, but I'm just saying you have to look and hope that they're gonna kind of explode as a almost restart, reset to their season. And so for Lee, my panic level is about a four because there's always still a little bit of panic there. And there was a decent amount of draft capital spent on him. But there's also a bit of room, a lot of room for improvement here, especially with a reset of a season. And I think that Lee has the potential to, to kind of burst onto the scene. And if he doesn't, you just drop him again or you just drop him for the first time. Okay. I'll agree with that. I just I'm worried because he's like he only has two assists and ten goals. It's kind of oh, like I'm, I'm well aware his his system. his I'm well aware that his his stats have been atrocious. But I'm just banking on a reset of the season for the Islanders like, as a whole. I feel like what worked for them well last year was that him, Beauvillier, Barzell would each take turns going on point streaks. And I just haven't seen that from them this year because they've just well they've not been, not been well. good at all. And yeah, so that's been, what I said they went. They went from at the start of the season, everybody saying they're guaranteed the locked contenders 
to being quite possibly a bottom t- bottom ten team in the league. I agree. Like, there's nothing else to say there, and I think that you give Bro, you people give... went from saying that they're probably going to win the Metro to saying that they might like be in last in the Metro. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think that you give you give those players who have the track record of being very fantasy relevant, give them about a ten game leash, maybe eight um, game leash for the reset of the season and go from there. All right. I have no problems with that. All right. So let's move on to the last part of this episode. So we're moving on to the buy lows and the sell highs. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'll start. So the first player that I have is Craig Smith of the Boston Bruins. Um, Okay. I have him as a buy low because, well, he only has 12 points in 27 games. Like his, his production at this point has just been pretty much useless. But he's been moved to the top line with Bergeron and Marshawn. He's skating about 15 minutes a game with that line. And he's just bound to pick up cheap secondary assists, a bunch of goals with two good playmakers. And it, he's just playing with a lot more skilled players. What was he on the line before? The third or the second? Second. He was playing with Hall and Halla. Who Pasternak is now popping off with. That's a massive difference, though. Like now he's playing with Marshawn and, Ber- and Bergeron. They just evened out their lines completely. Like For, for some reason now, Pasternak has just decided to wake up and just play really well. Um. And so his whole line, Hall and Hall, are both taking pluses from that. We'll talk about that later a little bit. But um, to be honest, and then I think I think Smith. if if someone owns him, it's worth a shot to trade one of the players who's pretty much a waiver player anyway for a guy who's playing on a top line of a very good team with two very good players. I think there's pretty much there's a bunch of reward with pretty much no risk. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's worth either an ad if he's on your waiver wire or a cheap buy low trade because he has 12 points in 27 games. All right. My first buy low is Miro Heiskanen. So him and Klinberg have kind of been competing for that number one rule for a while. Um, Heiskanen kind of winning it over this year, but hasn't been putting up quite the points that we expected from him. However, Klinberg is now asking out because he has not been re-signed by the stars and so um the stars are honoring his wishes and so they've been looking for a trade with him and it looks like something is inching closer and closer to the point where they're saying something is hot between the stars and the bruins talking about a trade between the two i swear all you mentioned is that the bruins are going to acquire this guy like like there's been and tony there there was a 10 plus team market in 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 the running for klingberg leafs flames I saw this. Oilers included. I saw this. And you and you just point out the Bruins. I saw this, but then I saw that about yesterday they said that it looked like it was getting very close between the Stars and the Bruins. That's all I but saw. I, but I saw the same between the, the Stars and the Oilers, that it was very close. I don't know. I'm not a crook. But all I've got to say is that you've got to... That made no sense. But all you I've got to say... You don't, you don't know the famous Bush... Or is it Reagan rather? I'm not a crook. No, no. Okay, you guys are too young. No, I understand. It's is it? Yeah. All I've got to say is that you've got to remove the Bruins bias a little okay, bit and okay, mention okay, the fact okay, that okay, other look, teams are in the running for him. Teams, uh, the big deal here is that Klinberg is going to be out of this of 
Dallas and Heiskanen stands all to gain. Maybe is he will be the standalone number one defenseman there. Um, gets the first power play by himself. Um, possibility of being on both power plays due to the fact that they like they're running out of um, defensemen um, that are skilled enough to run run the power play like that, and also. Um, he, his ice time is just going to go up in general, which just leads to more points due to the fact that he's going to be the only elite defenseman left there. All right. So my next bylow player is Sidney Crosby. He has five goals, 19 assists, 24 points in 24 games. He has quietly been point per game, very quietly been point per game. There's pretty much been no mention, despite him being one of the cover boys of the league for nearly a decade. That's because Brian Rust and Jake Gensel have just been on an absolute tear recently. And Crosby's kind of going under the radar, but he, since January 2nd, has only, he's played seven games and only not recorded a point in one of them. I think that you can definitely go acquire Crosby because people are just aren't simply noticing the fact that he has one in one of his last seven games, he doesn't have a point and that he's point per game there. And they're looking at him being like, he only has five goals. To be honest, I think that Crosby's fine. He's going to continue his production. He's going to end up finishing around five to eight, 10 points over point per game. And you can probably acquire him for a guy who will finish under point per game because he's that undervalued at this point and being overshadowed by other production in Pittsburgh. Go grab an elite center while you can. All right, moving on. Another topic of um, signings and moves. Evander Kane is my next buy low, and this is what if you can get him for a waiver wire player or add. He there's no way he's not on him. your waiver wire. There's almost yeah, no way he's not on your waiver wire. He what he he hasn't even played a game this season. My yeah but yes, but. He is in Edmonton. There were reports of people seeing him. And it's very likely that he will be signed by the Edmonton Oilers to at least a, a practice. Um, the, only, the only problem with that is that his contract, contract. has to be officially terminated from the it's, Sharks first. We've talked about this before. Though. But it's, we know it's, it's, going gonna, it's going to be terminated. But the legal cases, and it isn't expected to be settled for nearly a month. Which means he won't be on a team for nearly a month. That, that a lot, of, but I know I'm not saying that he's not a worthy ad, but I'm just saying be wary that you're gonna have to hold him for a month. And I don't the even actually know if he's as listed soon, as out or anything. As soon as it as it um, releases that the Edmonton Oilers have actually signed Kane, somebody's gonna be you've him. lost your chance to get him. Yeah, exactly. And if you're you don't want to get in a bidding war, so now's the time to pick him up. If he start, if he plays with either McDavid or Drysdale, which he likely will, based on the points that he's put up in previous seasons in San Jose, he's going to be an elite player, probably the best player that McDavid's played with. If he plays with him, I mean, he's played with Drysdale. Okay, before. but like I'm talking about, like if, like, on a constant, like a player outside of Drysdale who's just born and raised for some reason, just broke out, superstar but they don't play on the same line. I'm talking about somebody who's going to be his line mate. Um, yeah, him or Hyman probably, but yeah. Come on. Evander Kane prime is better than Hyman. But he's not prime Kane. Is he not, though? He's not he, that old. 
It's probably out of shape, but you know. And broke. <laughs> don't have to do the guy like that. You don't have to kick him while he's down, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's a good pickup, and if he can get back up to his elite scoring pace, this would be probably one of the best um, pickups in uh, for this point in the season. And dare I say, a league winner uh, if he's able to put up points. Damn, you went there. All right, so my next bylow or my final bylow is Shea Theodore. He has seven goals, 18 assists, 25 points in 35 games. Not bad for defensemen. The main reason I say this is that there's talks that he's not really their number one defenseman anymore. There's people saying, oh, Petrangelo has done better than him. Zach Whitecloud has done better than him this year. Like I've seen a bunch of things saying hot take Zach Whitecloud has been the best Golden Knights defenseman this season. And it's it's things like that that force fantasy managers into being like, is he really not that good? Like, should I actually want him? And I think he's their number one guy. I think, Antonio, you agree with me. Yeah. Shea Theodore is their number one guy. He's their number one power play guy. Capitalize on that. Dynasty exactly. That's also true. But capitalize on that panic. Harder to do in Dynasty because people are less willing to move a young defenseman, especially. Um, but capitalize on that panic of him not being that listed as that number one defenseman anymore because he is. He's their guy. And go out and capitalize on on panic because you know that's really one of the best ways to get people is when someone is just like freaked out about a player and they're just want to get rid of them. And so I think you can acquire a, a true number one fantasy defenseman for cheap. All right. So my last buy low relates to the whole, okay, I'm going to go back there, but I'm not even trying at this point. Okay. This is genuine. Pasternak has been going off. He's not the buy low, obviously, <laughs> but it is his line mate, Taylor Hall, who is standing all to gain from Pasternak going off. Um, although he hasn't put, he's only been putting up about a point per game since Pasternak started going off here. I believe that like if this continues with Pasternak, Taylor Hall can be in the go back to being that elite player that he is point per game. Um, same guy he was in the playoffs for the Bruins last year, um, and if he can just really help Pasternak drive that line, if they can get that chemistry up like they have been doing recently, then he's going to be a very solid player to add and be fantasy relevant for the next however amount of time before they decide to bring back the perfection line if they do. Alrighty. So now moving on to our sell highs, my first sell high is Evan Rodriguez. It has to stop, right? Like if you physically can't crush your career totals this much, what Rodriguez is on pace to do 15 goals, 15 assists, 30 points in 36 games. Like there's just no way that I can see this guy continuing this he's projected long term. to over. I'm pretty sure he's projected to double his career high. Like there's just no way. 29. There's just, I mean, players are broken out late for sure, but like this guy has never been a point producer at any point in his career. Like this isn't a breakout. This is the, like a new player. Like somebody like, just like said, I am on, Evan Rodriguez. Let me play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like on on uh, Biz Nasty's Paul Bissonnette's podcast, he talked about the fact that Rodriguez, the only year that he put up any amount of points, any a good amount of points, was his final year at Boston College when he played with Jack Eichel. Every year before that, he has been like a thirty point player. 
NHL, uh, college, minor hockey. Like the guy's never been a major point producer. And all yeah, of a sudden, he's been a checker his whole career. All of a sudden, he's six points under point per game. Like it, it has to stop. Like I know we called Duchesne maybe stopping, but there was less hesita- hesitation for Duchesne because he'd done it before. We said, last year that Pavelski might stop. But again, less hesitation because he's done it before. Rodriguez has done nothing of the kind and he's 29. The odds of him crushing his, his point totals this much are extremely low. And I think honestly, the buy low window is going to start to close whether it's end of January or end of February, it's going to close at some point in these next month and a half. And I think you, you're going to regret if you don't capitalize on getting someone who has some, more long-term value or more long-term clarity than Rodriguez does. Very original take there, Benjamin. Of course, of course. You know, we got to have at least one repetitive take a, a week because it eventually comes true, except for your Ovechkin one. But the Pasternak one did, which I feel like... And so I said, I said it eventually comes true. And I said it eventually comes true. I'm just saying. I feel like my positive takes have now outweighed my, my negative there. I just like to point out that I really haven't missed on any. I said that Shesterkin and Campbell are good targets. Yeah, you haven't They've hit been as hard as mine. I mean, I Campbell's the number one goalie, and he was taken outside the top like twelve yeah. rounds. Okay, okay. Just because for some reason he became Jesus doesn't mean that you're all that. You he didn't, didn't for some time. reason become Jesus. He was Jesus last year, and I just believed him. Uh, he's still a backup at heart. He's not. <laughs> anyway, moving on to my first sell high, I have Garnet Hathaway. He has seven points in nine games for the Washington Capitals. And long story short, he's a bottom six player for them, and you can't expect bottom six players to put up fantasy-relevant points. So if you do indeed have him, try and sell him for somebody that you can actually maintain on your team. He is averaging a decent amount of points. Um in bangos right now just because he is a checker so he does hit and alongside his actual points and assists from uh recent games it has been juicing up his stats and making him look good um but he's not a good player it's garnet hathaway probably haven't heard of him before if you are a um west conference fan um anyway just uh, unless you're a ducks think- fan and him and good branson's beef that's true. Either way, time to get rid of him. So, so my next buy low player, and you know, it always hurts to have a or sell high player. It always hurts to have a player on your team listed as a sell high. But but this one is is pretty obvious. Alexander Kerfoot, he has in the month of January, he has two goals, seven assists, nine points in five games in the month of January. He was playing with Matthews and Bunting for a good amount of time. And earlier in the year, he has 25 points in 35 games as a whole in the season. So still very fantasy relevant as a whole in the season. But he's been benefiting from playing with Tavares and Nylander all year and then Matthews and Bunting. But there is talks that the Leafs are going to have Bunting, Matthews, Kasha, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and then bumping Kerfoot down to the third line with um, Mikhaev and Kampf. And that would pretty much crush his value. Like, There's no way he could hold his value playing on that line. That's one. Two, if you take out those nine points in his last five games, you take out those nine points in five games, he has 30 points, 30 games, and 16 points. Like he's 
other than this hot streak, he really hasn't been that fantasy relevant. I mean, he was a worthy ad if you did. I mean, I added him in, in one of my leagues, but I think that the time for Kerfoot has pretty much run out and maybe you can capitalize on a delusional Leafs fan or just capitalize on the fact that he was he had he's played with Tavares Neilan or played with Matthews. Like he's playing with all the big boys and maybe see if he can get something there. All right, and we got a similar reason for my next one here. Ilya Mikhaev, another Leaf there. He has four goals and an assist in five games at this point. You're choosing the most like irrelevant players, I swear. Like these guys are wafer ads that are just gonna be drops. You know, sell highs are I feel like they're few and far between nowadays, and I feel like I'm not going to say Rodriguez again because you took him, and I'm just like, yeah. it's Rodriguez. I like I don't understand what he's doing right now. And then besides uh, from other guys, like I feel like the league's kind of at a standstill right now. Like if people are doing well, they're going to keep doing well. Players that are playing not so well are not going to play. Sure, so actually, well. like the, the like, there's really been no no kind of player who's just been meh all year who's recently just exploded yes i'm trying to get like fringe players like for people who might be asking questions about um if you guys have any questions by the way make sure you send it to us on our dms and we might we'll definitely um add it into our next episode um or if you have any make or break takes you want us to discuss also send those and we will put those in here as well yeah but i feel like just um Obviously, Mikhaev, he's not going to keep up what he's doing right now. And again, if you if you know somebody in your league's a Leafs fan, maybe he, he really likes uh, the guy that beat McDavid in a race. And I don't know. He thinks he's an axe coming of Jesus because for some reason he beat Jesus, McJesus in a race. Um, but we know that Mikhaev's not this guy. He's not that guy. So if you can get somebody that can actually stay on your roster for the rest of the year, that's a win. Um, All right. Fair enough. <laughs> So my next player is Joe Pavelski. I mean, if you look at his his stats as a Dallas star, there is no reason that he should be listed as a as a sell high. But Sagan's back, Ben's back this season, Radulov's back this season, everyone's back this season, and yet he's still producing this type of production. He's still producing this type of production on 18, 19 minutes a game. Um, I just think he's bound to not I just don't see a way where he can continue this type of success like this this might be a shot in the dark here but I just don't believe in him being able to continue the success I think that this team is going to start to turn to their more younger players hence Gryanov Robertson they're going to start to take over this team they're going to start to get them more opportunities and they've definitely earned it and I think that there's a chance you could see Pavelski's points really start to fall off. And I mean, he's been super consistent the last two seasons, but I would sell Pavelski for hints one for one, Pavelski for Robertson, one for one, Pavelski for Heiskinen, one for one. I would do all three of those trades within like star for star. I just think that Pavelski is not going to be, I just, I just have a feeling, not a feeling. He's just, I don't think he's going to continue the success as this team transitions towards their more younger players and transitions their older players back, which has already started to happen. You, you see the hints line is now listed as the first line. It's already started to, to happen, and I think that his production will slowly drop off as his, his opportunity slowly starts to drop off, and he'll slowly slip away into retirement and fantasy irrelevance. No, it's not all happening this year, but that's his kind of outlook in the future. All right. And with that, it brings us to our last candidate of the day. 
Sell high is Phil Castle, who has 10 points in seven games. You know, I want to be proud that he's that he's here. in his last seven games, right? Like not he hasn't played seven games all season. No, in his last seven games. Um a couple things. I just want to note that that um the Leafs lost to the Coyotes. Of course. Moment, of, si- moment of silence. It's okay. Two years ago, you guys were like one and four against the Red Wings, who were actually on pace to have a worse season than the Coyotes did. We ended up finishing with the winning record against them. They were just 0-2 to start the season. Okay, but you lost two games to them. Yeah, we did. <laughs> every every team loses to a bad team once. Vamelka, if your team, if your league is heavy save percentage, like heavy saves as a total and shots on goal in a categories league, add Vamelka. This guy is an absolute beast. I'm not saying this just off of lease. Uh, just off the fact that he shut down the Leafs. If you go look at his production, he's his his in points leagues production is not that good because he loses a lot of games. But his production in terms of just a strictly goaltending stats performance is unreal. Just another 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 thing to add in there. I mean, I get, I feel like whoever's behind the Arizona Coyotes who are letting on like 30, 40 shots a game is going to have a good save percentage because even if you let in four goals, you're still like a 900 goalie. <laughs> anyway, with that, we have come to the end of another episode. Once again, thank you for listening. If you've come here, if you listened all the way through, um, we hope you enjoyed. Again, we are everywhere tagged at Fantasy Hockey Pucks on youtube instagram we have a website uh all linked in our instagram uh, at fantasy hockey pucks again we will be taking any questions we'll rate your teams um any any suggestions did i say that no i didn't um but yeah thanks thanks again and just one last word from our sponsor my bookie just remember you can double your first deposit on my bookie two thousand dollars using promo code hockey putts yes but the the deposit is up to a thousand dollars which would then be doubled yes yes um all right so with that that's going to come to the end of our episode we hope you enjoyed and we hope you are here on tuesday the next time we drop the puck this is antonio ben and owen all signing off have a good one everyone Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.